0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode thirty-eight of Walk On Radio. Playoffs are going on. Humph, how you feeling? I'm good, Dalton. Uh, you know, we'll get into it. But last week was awesome. Uh,
0: I'm glad that we have a uh, glad that we have a next game to talk about for sure. But I'm excited for tonight.
1: We got a little treat for you guys. But uh, yeah, it should be a good one. Yeah, we're gonna play a little fun game. The draft is coming up, but before that, got a lot of FCS talk. And uh, you know, first things first, we gotta talk about Sam Houston State and our game against Monmouth and Hump. Whew. Take a deep breath. What yeah. a fun football game we had. Talk to me about the Monmouth game. Close one, 21-15. To we told you not to sleep on Monmouth. The Fighting Coach Archers, a really good team. But, man, Sam Houston's defense got it done with a clutch interception. So, Huff, talk to me about this game.
0: Well, Dalton, uh, you know, what, what did what did we preach the playoffs were about? Surviving and advancing. And and maybe, maybe it wasn't the prettiest at times, but... At the end of the day, the Sam Houston Bearcats are moving on to the quarterfinals, and there's only eight teams left in the country. And I think, you know, I said it last week, this is a special, the 16-team field was special. Well, the eight-team field is, is even more special. Uh, and so, you know, winning is hard, as Coach Keeler always preaches to us, winning is hard. And that was a hard-fought win. I, I think that, and you've, you and I have talked about this, I think that that Monmouth got a terrible draw having to play us, and I think we got a terrible draw having to play them. I think that they're they were incredibly undervalued uh, as far as you know having to play the number two team in the country right out of the gate. Um, I, I mean, golly, man, I, I I have a hard time believing otherwise that they shouldn't be playing this weekend uh, in the quarterfinals that they that they're. What am I trying to say? They're, they're, they're talented enough to be playing this weekend in, in the Elite Eight.
1: Yeah, it was a really hard-fought game. Ramon Jefferson, Sammy State running back, had some oh, big great runs. great game. Talk about Huntsville, Texas. Let's yeah. talk about the game in general. First of all, some Texas heat. It, it really heat up towards the end of the game. Uh, both sides really tired, but of course, you know we we're kind of used to that weather. But talking about the stadium. This is our first time playing in a playoff game in college for me and you. Talk to me about the atmosphere. You know, we had the cat cage, Sam Houston student st- section going people chant Sam Houston just how did it feel for you to be on the field and hear everything going on well you could tell in warm-ups
0: uh, or at least I felt like it but you could just the the air was different I mean there was just a just a bit of a I don't know a competitive fog around the the stadium or something like it was just I mean what an event that it was you could feel it before and obviously during you know the crowd was just really into it and and I think it helped us I think the energy was was a big part in our win Saturday. And, you know, apparently it was 25%, but it sure didn't feel like it. It didn't seem like it. Uh, The student section was rocking, but... uh from
1: what I'm hearing, Dalton, oh, I think boy. I think this weekend might get a little rowdy. Yeah, it was really cool walking down the field, and uh, it was a little thing seeing the banners on the side of the field, the national national championship, Frisco, yep. welcome the NCAA, the scoreboard, the too scoreboard had was the NCAA stuff. You know, NCAA kind of took everything over because you know this is their playoffs. But uh, in the fourth quarter, our student section was rocking, but. I don't yep. know if you noticed, there was a time where a couple of the guys, and shout out to Cat Cage and the people there, they started calling guys down. They said, hey, everybody come down here. It's time to time to party. And uh, they were causing some havoc. The good thing about having the studio session, uh, section is right behind yep. the away side. Absolutely. And, uh, they were ringing it to them. Uh, oh, yeah. And it was a great game. But, of course, we move on. And, humph, man, this is uh, – this is a huge, huge, huge matchup. We kind of saw it, and of course, we wanted to think about the first game, so we weren't really paying attention too much. But we saw the name that was appearing that could have happened. And we're going to talk about the scores of what happened in the game for, for North Dakota State, the Bison. But alas, we now play them in Huntsville in probably the game of the week. The game, you know, a lot of people are saying the it's best the game, game of the year. Game of the year and the <laughs> most historic game in Bower Stadium. A lot of things on the line, and huh, let me tell you something. If you want to sit on the throne, you have to behead the king. It's so talking about this game, let's give our little review about North Dakota State. How do you feel about this? And uh man, how cool is that that we're playing the North Dakota State Bison?
0: Well, listen, Dalton, I picked Eastern Washington last week, and and that was stupid. I knew in my heart, you know, dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives, <laughs> all the same. North Dakota State, if you're gonna go to the national championship, you've gotta go through the bison. And and Fortunately, the Bison have to come to Huntsville, and I I think that's going to play a huge role in this battle. You know, and and, you know, obviously, as a sports fan, as a football fan, as an FCS fan, I respect the heck out of North Dakota State. I mean, they're the greatest team in the last ten years. Uh, They've won eight out of the last nine national championships. I mean, wow, what a to compare them to Alabama is is doing is not doing them justice because what they've been able to do at the FCS level is unheard of, won't be replicated again, and, and it's just simply just unbelievable. But but to have the opportunity to play against them at our place in the quarterfinals with, with you know, I really feel like we have a, a legit shot to pull this off, and I think people realize that, but what a freaking opportunity, Dalton. Oh, and might I add, you didn't mention – uh, it's not on ESPN three. Mm. It's not on ESPN plus. Huh. It's not on ESPN u. It's oh. not even on ESPN two. Dalton, ESPN wow. the motherboard. Wow, I mean the number one sports network in the entire free world, and 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 it's gonna be all eyes on us at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, Humph. Are we are we NFL football players? Are I, we playing I, on I, Sunday? I guess. The, and, and
1: and you know. Well, I mean, dude, how cool is it that we are playing on Sunday? I mean, that's freaking awesome. That's <laughs> crazy. But the thing about this game, too, that uh, I think is really important is also a lot of people have been saying throughout the whole year – uh, they 're saying about the Southland Conference. you know maybe we 're a weaker conference. A lot of people say our competition isn 't there i 've seen a lot of people say, "Wait till they play a Missouri Valley team yep we 're playing the Missouri Valley team. Yep. and of course they 're not, they're not the Missouri Valley champions this year,, nope. but it 's still North Dakota state it 's still a huge matchup, and uh, of course, I say it every week we 're not going to pick because we 're picking the Bearcats. Absolutely. But what a fun game on Sunday on ESPN1, the Big Boy. Uh, I don't, a lot of people have been tweeting about it the tickets. Looking like a sold out crowd. And of course, fifty percent.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, fifty but fifty percent of whatever number they've come up lot. with. Uh, the, the Cat
1: K is gonna be rocking.
0: Don't let me ask you this, okay? So, you know, I saw I saw a deal today where Sam Herter released uh, his you know, he did it last week where he ranked the sixteen teams in order of most likely to win the national championship and least likely to win the national championship. And today he revised it with the eight remaining teams, okay? <clears throat> well he had Sam Houston State at six. Why? Right? That's pretty low. Out of eight, that's pretty low. Now let me ask you this. If Sam Houston beats North Dakota State this week, I mean you gotta figure that that you know Sam Houston's national championship odds shoot through the roof. I mean, talk about a momentous win for the Bearcats. I mean the team morale after dethroning the champs. At our place, and and, I mean, you'd you'd be feeling high and mighty going into the semifinals.
1: A lot of insiders are saying that this game could potentially decide the national championship winner because. And, uh, and a lot of people are saying North Dakota State, they're number 10. Maybe you shouldn't count, but this is still North Dakota State. And uh, I think after this game, the rest of the opponents, they might seem a little bit easy. And I just think it's just because the stigma that North Dakota State has and who they are, the rest of the team. And, of course, they're not going to be easy. It's going to be a hard challenge the rest of the way through. But, I mean, we just beat one of the best teams ever. And the rest of the way, we have to win. It's something that you got to do. And say for North Dakota State, they end up being us beating us, the number two team, one of the best offenses, one of the best defenses. Probably an easy ride for them the rest of the way, and like you said, the confidence is through the roof. But uh, it's going to be a crazy game. I'm very excited, a little nervous. I've never played oh, yeah. in uh, such a big atmosphere with uh, so many people on ESPN. Probably going to be a lot of viewers. We've we've been talking about FCS getting its time, getting its show, and uh, here it is. This is the big show. Three of the four games this weekend
0: will be nationally televised. Mm. That's awesome. We love to that's see awesome. It. And, and you talked about being nervous, and and I'm absolutely nervous, Dalton. I think nervous, I think nervousness is a good thing because. If you aren't nervous you don't care you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, and I've always thought that <clears throat> I mean golly I've been nervous for for sports since I was eight you know and it's because it's because I care that much and i'm I'm excited and and I keep using the word opportunity because golly what an opportunity i mean this is this is something that you know we'll tell our kids we'll tell our grandkids that that you know we played in a game of this stature this is what you dream of when you're a kid you know when 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 you think of FCS football when you think of Division one. Football, you know, playing on ESPN, big games. What? I mean, golly, what an opportunity.
1: And that's also like a shout-out to the Sam Houston coaches. They've been preaching, especially when recruiting and every year, this is what they bring you here for. They, they said that we want you to play for national championship, play for, in these big games, and here we are. We're, at, we're in the big game. The game, right, two more, and then we're there. But North Dakota State, man, another thing I wanted to talk about is I think I'm going to be watching the offense the entire game <laughs> because the North Dakota State offense is beautiful. A lot of tight ends on the field. They've had two fullbacks on the field. They've had a fullback. Number 44 is an absolute animal. He was running over Eastern Washington. This is my dream school. I am (laughs) mean, North Dakota State, if you need a practice squad fullback, I'm here. I'm ready to roll. But uh, I love my Bearcats. It's going to be a really fun game. Really excited. And uh, hopefully we have some good news next episode. But – the draft is coming up huh the draft this is, is coming big time. up we we've, we've been covering all these these athletes in the fbs season and here they are getting ready for the nfl so uh you ready for this little game we're about to do yes i i'm definitely ready i've been i've been prepping for the last 4 or 5 days for it so what we're doing is we're doing a mock draft but i'm taking the odd teams you are taking the even teams and we did that because it gave us an opportunity i get to pick the packers pick you can take the cowboys pick so we figured that's an easy way to do it but uh man i think uh, we should roll into it i have the first pick the jacksonville jaguars and uh i mean come on this is obvious the jacksonville jaguars select trevor lawrence quarterback from clemson he is one of the greatest quarterbacks i've seen in a while he's going to do a lot of good things and uh I mean, this is an obvious answer. There's nobody better right now for the Jags than Trevor Lawrence.
0: Like I've said, you know, Dalton, that's that's been the pick for months now. You know, he basically already has his number. I'm sure he's already bought a house in Jacksonville, but great pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I really hope that Trevor Lawrence pans out and that my little uh, Cinderella story with Jacksonville keeps on going. But, Uh-oh. All right, moving on to the second pick. Uh, I'm the general manager of the New York Jets today. And we need a quarterback, Dalton. And I think that it's pretty clear-cut who we're going to take. You know, there's been a lot of speculation on who that's going to be. Maybe it was one guy a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's another guy now. But tonight on Walk On Radio, the New York Jets are selecting Quarterback Zach
1: Wilson mm. out of BYU. Now, a lot of people have compared him to Brett Favre. I kind of like that. Maybe a little bit more mobile than Brett Favre, but the arm is definitely there and uh definitely sleeper this year. Well, have you seen have you seen all his uh like advertising stuff, and, and that's that's a direct
0: correlation of him being, you know, a New York quarterback. Mm. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be on
1: top of the world if he plays good. It's gonna be exciting. Now the next pick is is kind of controversial. This one is gonna change. The first round, tremendously. the San Francisco 49ers, a lot of talks. Mac Jones, Trey Lance, maybe somebody else, maybe a receiver. Kyle Shanahan's been talking Johnson about Phillips. a lot of things. Jimmy Garoppolo, where's he going to go? Is he going to stay? Kyle Pitts, who knows? Kyle Pitts, but Dalton Meyer. Remember, they traded
0: up for this, okay? So they they, they traded with Miami, who had Houston's pick, but now
1: it is, it is the San Francisco 49ers, and, and Dalton Meyer is, is John Lynch right now. And we've talked about this. We've talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he staying? We both don't think he is. So i got to take quarterback here. I, don't, I definitely don't think he's staying. The quarterback I'm taking is Trey Lance Ooh, from North Dakota State. Yeah!
0: I was hoping you'd get that. That's, that's what I would have done.
1: And Kyle Shanahan has said he likes oh. Mac Jones, which is, which is crazy to me because I feel like Trey Lance fits his style better. He is a more mobile quarterback that can kind of open things up for him, and I just think he's a better pick than Mac Jones. Nothing is Mac Jones. He's definitely going to be a good quarterback, but I think Trey Lance is the better option here for the Niners, and that's my take.
0: So let me, let me, let me ask you this, and I saw this on Twitter.
1: Let's say in a hypothetical
0: world that Trey Lance played for Alabama and Mac Jones played for North Dakota State. Mm. Wow. Trey, Lance, Trey Lance's draft stock would be in my mind it would be he he could be the number 1 pick. Does, and, and Trey, Mac, does Trey
1: Lance Alabama win a national championship. Yes. Game? Well, I think Trey I just think Trey Lance is is a lot more talented than Mac Jones. I really do. I think I think if he would played for Alabama he's definitely the number 2 quarterback no question. That's what I think. But Mac Jones in North Dakota State. Does he Does he fall really
0: far? I don't know. I it's I'm not saying they wouldn't have won the national championship in North Dakota State, but I just think that Trey Lance's I think Trey Lance's upside is is as great as anyone's in this draft, including I'm gonna say oh this is, this is about to be a hot take but including Trevor Lawrence oh I just really like trey Lance man I think I think his projectability and you got to remember he's 20 years old mm-hmm. so let's say they keep Jimmy Garoppolo Trey Lance isn't the guy day one I mean he's 20 years old the kid can't even buy a beer to celebrate <laughs> the draft but moving on we're moving to the fourth pick I have the I have the pick tonight for the Atlanta Falcons and a lot of different directions I can go with this one you know quarterback to uh kinda take the reins for Matt Ryan when it's time, or, you know, Penny Sewell, you know, get a little protection for Matt Ryan. Or Kyle Pitts, you mm. know, the 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 highly sought after tight end receiver type human. I mean, he 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 really can do it all. Um it came out this week, Dalton, that Atlanta was uh, kind of listening to uh, to some trade talks. Well, I heard that cap space is uh, not very good right yep, now. Yep, and uh, those those trade talks specifically included Mister Julio Jones. Uh-oh. All right, so you got a first ballot Hall of Famer Julio Jones. That'd be a crazy trade. Hopefully, they've learned their lesson from trading uh, from the Texans trading DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they get more than a second rounder out of it. But let's say they do trade Julio Jones. They got Calvin Ridley. All right. But we need another playmaker. We need another playmaker. And you know who that playmaker is? It's Mr. Kyle Pitts. Uh-oh. Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons is is who I'm going with.
1: Now, is Kyle Pitts playing receiver, or is he gonna play more tight end? I think and tight? he's playing whatever he wants to play. I think <laughs> I think whatever he wants to play that day, I think is what he'll play. He Whoa. is a freak of nature. Well that's a great pick. Uh he kinda out of nowhere, Kyle Pitts started rising, and I know he was the best tight end in college football, but he was kind of lower, and out of nowhere, he's now a top five pick, and uh, it's really interesting to see what he does. Does he play receiver? Is he going to be on the, on the line more blocking? I see him like Calvin Johnson type. We've talked about this before. Man, Kyle Pitts, what a freak athlete. Next pick is the Cincinnati Bengals, and man, a lot of crazy talk here about Jamar Chase from LSU, going to Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's ridiculous. Thank you. Of course that's not happening. <laughs> Dal Myers taking Penny Sewell oh. from Oregon. Offensive tackle, one of the best tackles I, I've seen on tape. What are they thinking?
0: <laughs> well, I, coming into this, I kind of thought maybe to myself, golly – Dalton's going to do something crazy like take a silly receiver. No, at, at, no, I mean, Joe Burrow tore his ACL this last He's year. He's
1: fighting for his life. Get a guy to block for the kid. Man, and if there's anybody. If and they've got anybody. Tyler
0: Boyd. They've got T. Higgins. I mean, they're fine. Yeah,
1: if they, if they need anybody, Penny Sewell is a great pick. Very athletic. he got a Heisman vote. Uh, that's, the craziest, I mean, that's, the that's the craziest stat I've ever heard. And he can play guard or tackle. He's probably going to end up being more of a tackle. But they could move him to guard, can pull around because of how athletic he is. I mean, that's an obvious pick. If they uh, take Jamar Trace... I'm going to be very upset. If Penny Sewell drops anywhere out of the top five, it was a loss. And no. whoever gets him is yeah. a steal. If, if they don't pick him up, if I'm another team, oh, oh I'm yeah. looking my fingers yeah. because he's no, a great sure. pick.
0: Well, and I'll say this. Miami is the next pick, and I, I'm going to be making that pick. If Penny Sewell dropped to six, I'm taking Penny Sewell to block for Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, that's a no-brainer for me. He hasn't fallen. So I think the obvious choice here is we've got to get a playmaker. Tua needs a playmaker. You know, they went and got Will Fuller, they've got Miles Gaskin. Uh, but you 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 gotta get the number one receiver right here, and that's Jamar Chase. I think that he'll be he'll be solid on the outside. You know, I'm not a huge Tua believer. You you know, if you've listened to our show, you've heard me talk that I kind of think he's mediocre, but good receivers make decent quarterbacks a lot better you know what I mean yeah. so this is an easy pick for me
1: and I think the Dolphins are really close to being a really good team they're missing a few pieces but uh, definitely a playmaker that uh, can get things done will help everything out and it will help two out he kind of just can throw it up there yep Tomorrow, chase will get under it and make a play yep and that's uh that's the uh Alabama LSU connection uh-oh. that's kind of weird uh-oh yeah. so next up we have the Detroit Lions and uh this was kind of hard for me because they have a lot of needs a lot of needs but uh they have a new quarterback yeah new quarterback playing Yeah. and I think with the new quarterback and I talked About it with the Bengals, you need protection. So, my next pick is another offensive lineman. Okay. I'm going Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Great tackle, the next up from. Uh, Penny Sewell. I think uh, whoever takes Penny Sewell, the next tackle taken is Slater. Big boy can uh, make some plays, and uh, I think he's going to help Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. So I was kind of thinking you would go receiver there, just because they lost
0: Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. But I like I like the offensive line pick because you've got DeAndre Swift in the backfield, Mm -hmm. who's kind of an up and coming running back that could have a great sophomore season. I mean, he you know towards the end of the year he was awesome, and so I really I like the protection pick right there. And another
1: thing too, Detroit Lions coach is a uh, is a crazy man he said yeah, he wants a guy that eats glass he yeah. wants a he wants a big playmaker wants a guy that run somebody over and i think uh you get a tackle a big boy that's definitely going to help him out and help his team out well dalton um i think uh i think it's come time for a little bit of a, a
0: little bit of a little bit of a switch up uh-oh I've got a trade, and we talked about before this. You know our rules with trades; it has to be a trade that we've seen on a published mock draft elsewhere. You know, NFL, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, whatever. And uh, I, I'm about to make the make a trade as the Carolina Panthers. Okay, with the number eight pick. And let me find it. We are trading, and we've got a little we've got a little program right here, and and it says that this team is interested. I'm going to just force the trade. We'll just assume. That what the teams are getting is you know fair value, but they are going to switch first round picks. So the Carolina Panthers are going to drop to the 15th pick with the New England Patriots. Okay, so the New England Patriots are going to be the eighth pick in the draft, and um, you know there's a certain name that uh, we haven't said yet, and I believe. He has fallen in the draft. I think he should have been drafted much higher. But, but I kind of anticipate this on Thursday night for the, for the NFL first round. And uh, that's Justin Fields, dog. Man. I see the New England Patriots, if Justin Fields drops past the uh, you know, fifth pick or so, if he drops past that, I could definitely see the New England Patriots jumping in to the top ten
1: and taking Justin Fields. It kind of seemed that Zach Wilson took Justin Fields' spot, kind of yep. outshelled him, and they, they switched it around. But Justin Fields is a great quarterback. Uh, do you think Justin Fields fits with the Patriot way and the way they run their offense?
0: Well, I think that, uh, I think that Bill Belichick has a great has a great history at molding quarterbacks, obviously, you know, um, and, and so I think he'll be able to make it work. But I, I mean, Cam Newton's not the long term answer. I don't really know who is the long term answer, but I think in a in a quarterback heavy class like this one, I think Justin Fields is a great a great reason to trade up.
1: Well, that's a great pick. Uh, you stole my number nine pick. Oh, I had Justin yeah. Field going to the Denver Broncos. Okay. Uh, a lot of people say Trey Lance might fall to the Broncos. That I guess that depends with the third pick. Does Mac Jones uh, go number three? Man. The Denver Broncos, they need a quarterback. I guess uh, next man up. And uh, John Elway likes his, his long, lanky quarterback. So my next pick is going to be Mac Jones okay. to the Denver Broncos. Okay, They need a quarterback next man up if Justin Fields gets taken. I think, uh, like I said, John Elway has a history with these types of quarterbacks, Peyton Manning. you know, Maybe maybe Mac Jones isn't the next Peyton Manning, but uh, he definitely has a lot of talent and uh, could be really good for this Denver Broncos team. And
0: I think they're going to be disappointed in that.
1: I don't think that Mac
0: Jones is the guy they want. I think they'd much rather have Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but you know, if you really think that they need a quarterback that bad, and I and I agree with you, I don't like Drew Locke,
1: um, you might have to set him for Mac Jones. Now the next, also too with the Broncos, we could see an offensive tackle. They yep. definitely need some help if they think Drew Locke is a guy. and There's a couple good names still out there. But, uh, you know, I think they definitely moved on from Drew Locke and they want a quarterback. Now, like you said, if they don't get the Trey Lance or the Justin Fields, do they switch it? Maybe, but I was sticking with a safe pick, going with a quarterback. And Mac Jones, a great quarterback still.
0: So uh, Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. My team, my, my boys, uh, you know they're the tenth pick. Obviously, didn't have a great year last year, but I'm excited to have the tenth pick. It's always good to get a top ten player. And Dalton, we need defense. We need defense. Need lot we fans. need a we need a lockdown corner. And and for me, I think this makes I think this makes this pick pretty simple. Uh, who doesn't love defensive players out of Alabama? All right, oh. I, I I'm taking as the Dallas Cowboys GM tonight. I'm taking Patrick Sertain, okay, Sertain, Sertain, whatever it is. I'm taking him. He, he's he's huge. He's big. He's long. He's lanky. I mean, he's fast, athletic. You're gonna pair him with another Alabama corner uh, in in Diggs,
1: and, and I'm really excited about this pick. So, uh, pretty pretty easy decision for me. So the next pick from me, and uh, love the Cowboys. I'm glad they're doing their thing. Is this is this a year? Hump, are you going to call it out? It's always the year, oh, It's always the year. Oh, boy. But uh, I think y'all need a quarterback. Second round? Get out round? of here. <laughs> the next pick for me is the New York Giants, and uh, they have a lot of uh, team needs too. Matt, is, uh, is, there, is Daniel Jones the guy? I don't know. Uh, Not a he, good quarterback still on the board, but he, he's the guy this year. I think maybe they get a quarterback later in the draft. They don't definitely don't need it now. But uh, I'm going with a defensive end, okay. and his name is Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay from I like that pick. Michigan. He's uh, he's got a really cool story. He was a refugee during the war. Came around, played some football. He's a great pick. He's long. He's strong. He's a two time Big Ten. Uh, I think he's a great pick, and I think the Giants definitely need some help on defense. They do have Blake Martinez. Oh, missed that man. He'd, uh, he was a former Packer, but uh, they need some help. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy. Maybe later they'll get a quarterback, but uh, right now they need some defensive help. So, uh, you know, I'm picking for the Eagles here. Uh, if
0: I, if it was appropriate, I'd pick a kicker right here because I hate the Eagles. Ugh. But the Eagles, and if, you know, Coach Archer, uh, if you're listening, I know you guys need a receiver, all right? And, and coincidentally enough, Two really, really talented receivers from the same school have kind of dropped a little bit. I don't. This is probably about where they should be drafted, but you know, I definitely could have seen one of them taken in the top ten. But that's just where the cookie crumbles, and uh, it's between Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle for me. You know, you've got Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, but he's undersized, and and, and I did, I've never liked that argument, but. In the NFL, you know how many really, really undersized guys have long, successful careers. You know you just don't you don't see it often. I'm not saying he can't do it. I hope he does it, but that's going to lead me to who I'm actually selecting, and that's Jalen Waddle. Wow, uh, I'm, I'm picking Waddle over Devontae Smith. Uh, you know, and I don't want to take away from Deva- Devontae Smith's season last year, but if Jalen Waddle doesn't get injured. I don't think Devontae Smith wins the Heisman, and, I, and that's not because he wasn't good enough. That's just because there's only one football, and they all play on the same team, you know, including Najee Harris, Mac Jones, all those guys. But uh, I think Jalen Waddle, his speed is just—you you can't coach fast. You can't coach fast. So I, I'm, I'm as the Eagles, I'm taking Jalen Waddle.
1: Now uh, Devontae Smith did say this isn't bodybuilding. We're playing football because a lot of people have been hating I, on his I like side. that. Uh, he is the Heisman Trophy winner, but uh, like you said, Jay Water, Waddle is an athlete, great player. Man, he's fast. Texas boy, uh, good pick. Eagles, that definitely going to help out. Um, quarterback for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts your starting quarterback or are they he, getting a guy he later is,
0: he is this year uh, I don't you know I don't know that
1: he's proven that he's going to be the uh the long-term guy but this year he he's gonna he's gonna be the quarterback definitely interesting to see how that plays out my next pick is the Los Angeles Chargers they also need a tackle I'm uh, big on the offensive line I've been picking a lot of them next up on the on the offensive tackle list is Christian Derisaw from Virginia Tech big strong tackle uh gonna help out Herbert. He. Uh, He's got a long future ahead of him, and they need somebody that's going to protect them. Uh, so I'm going Christian Darrisaw, a great pick for the Los Angeles Chargers. I love that
0: pick, and, and you know, with, with their new, you know, second-year quarterback in Justin Herbert, I think that, you know, you gotta, you got to give him help on the offensive line. You know, you did that with Burrow. You're doing that with the Chargers and uh, Herbert, and, and I think that's a great pick. Uh, moving on, we're at the Minnesota Vikings, you know. They got Dalvin Cook. They've, they've they've got they've got Kirk Cousins, who eh, it's not great to me, but you know obviously they're not going to take a quarterback here. You've got two stud receivers. You know last year you got you got Justin Jefferson as a steal. You've got Adam Thielen, and uh, so we're going to focus on the defense here. We're gonna we're gonna get an edge rush guy, okay? And I think that I think they could really use a a solid pass rusher. And uh, we're we're gonna head out to uh, we're gonna head out to Miami, Florida for this next pick. We're gonna take Jalen Phillips. Coming off the edge, you know, he had a great year at uh, Miami last year. I think that he's, you know, big, strong, athletic guy, and and really can put a boot an early boost into the Minnesota Vikings defense.
1: So I had Jalen Phillips going twenty three with the New York Jets. Okay, kind of low, okay. but uh, great. I'm glad you got him earlier. Great athlete, is a stud. Good choice for the Vikings. The Vikings really rebuilding. Got himself a, a nice new team. Maybe they'll make a run. Dalvin Cook is a Great running back. I, as a Packer fan, experienced that myself. But the Vikings, they want to make a good run. Maybe make some noise in the NFC North. They got to get past the boys. The next up is the Carolina Panthers, and I originally had a quarterback going there. But uh, nobody, I think, in the first round worthy for them. So I'm switching to a receiver and uh, the number one receiver still out there, the Heisman winner, oh. Devontae Smith. I think him on the Panthers is going to be great. Matt Rule, kind of still got that college mindset a little bit. I think he can definitely shine there, depending on who's playing quarterback, of course. But, uh, <laughs> man, I like I like Devontae Smith on the Panthers. I'm glad he fell down the fifty. Five picks ago, I saw this happening. I was looking at the board, and I saw that happening. And,
0: and if you told Carolina that they can trade – Back into the first round and and you know get an overhaul for from the Patriots from getting Justin Fields and they still end up with a top receiver. I promise you they would take that. So <laughs> big big pick for big pick for Carolina right there to pair with uh, your boy Sam Darnold. Okay, but hopefully Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Smith, uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Hopefully they can uh, really really dominate this year. But uh, okay, so moving on to Arizona, the sixteenth pick. Big offensive team. Okay, they got Kyler Murray, they got James Conner, they've got Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. Uh, They still got Larry Fitzgerald, who you say, uh, who you said was a top ten receiver in the NFL last year. I don't know about that, but we're gonna move to defense here. Seems like I've been picking a lot of defensive players, but I'm sticking with my Alabama defensive players. I I just think that I think that you can't go wrong with them. Uh, I'm taking an interior defensive lineman. Christian Barmore, uh, he's—I mean, he's the—he's the total package, and I think—I think that he can really plug the running holes for Arizona, and he will complement uh, Isaiah Simmons, last year's first-round pick for the Cardinals, and also JJ Watt. Big, big pick. <laughs> wow. wow, I forgot about I just JJ Watt. About the boy. So they've got this, so in this hypothetical, their defensive front would contain JJ Watt, Chandler Jones. Uh, Christian Barmore, and uh, Isaiah
1: Simmons. Mm. Wow. My Cardinals looking kind of good. Wow. Your boys. Do, do I put the Cardinals in my zoo? Does that count? Do I have my FCS I, I think zoo? He, I think you have to keep the NFL zoo and the FCS zoo separate. Okay. Then I, think, and think, I, then I guess for did. the NFL, it's just the bird pick Because it's just the Cardinals <laughs> and, of course, the Packers. But uh, I love the Cardinals. Great pick. Uh, they definitely need an interior guy. Next up is the Las Vegas Raiders. And, uh, I mean, this pick, they're probably so happy that he fell all the way down. That's Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker. What an athlete he is. He can play anywhere. He can play middle linebacker, he can play outside linebacker, he can play on the line if he needs to. And I think Las Vegas, they need to help on their defense. Their offense is pretty young, it's still really good. Their defense struggled a little bit. They definitely need a linebacker type player. I think Micah Parsons can go anywhere he wants and play wherever he wants. I think that's a good pick for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I know. I like that pick a lot.
0: Uh, you know, again, a guy that we just said that we thought fell pretty far. Uh, and I agree. I mean, he's a, he's an awesome talent. But, uh, yeah, good pickup there. Uh, next up, Miami. They have another first-round pick. This is actually their first-round pick, not, not from another team. But, uh, you know, we took a receiver first, um, and then that was a great pick. It was a, it was a must. You know, you got to help, too, as much as you can. And, and that's what I'm going to do with this next pick. I'm going to take an offensive lineman. I don't think they need a lot of help on the defense. You know, last year I thought that was their highlight of their team. Uh, but the next tackle on my list is uh, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. So I, that's
1: what I'm going with for Miami, uh, and, and I feel good about that pick. Uh, great pick. They definitely need some help getting some. They gave them a gave playmaker. Now they need some help protecting them. Yep. Great pick, USC. They've always had some really good players. They always I think they have a streak of dra- having first-round draft picks. They'll keep it going. So uh, good for USC, good for Miami. I have the Washington football team up next. This one was tough because they need a lot of help. Now I don't know. And once again, maybe a quarterback. I don't know if they would get one this early. Because I think I think it would
0: take Mac Jones or Trey Lance falling far enough for them to trade up. Yeah, uh, to get a to get a first round quarterback is what I think.
1: Um, there's also receivers that they could look for, but uh, I, I stuck with the offensive line. I okay. think they still need help on the offensive line. So I'm going Walker Little, Stanford tackle. I like that. Uh, He's a young kid, but he's really good. I watched him in high school. He played for Episcopal, which is in Houston. So I've kind of seen what he's done, and uh, I know what he can do, and I think he'd be a great fit for Washington. And they will use the rest of their draft picks to find someone good, maybe a quarterback, maybe a receiver, but definitely starting it off with the offensive line. Dalton,
0: with this next pick, uh, you know, it's the Chicago Bears. Uh, whew, Andy Dalton, is he the guy? I don't know. Hmm. They've got Allen Robinson at receiver. You know, not a whole lot of else weapons. Uh, but I'm going to go a defensive player here because of uh, he's fallen. He's fallen down the draft board. I think he should have been higher. I think he could be higher. Uh, heck, I think he will be higher. But in our little hypothetical, he has fallen, and that is J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, you know, he is—he's a guy that over the last couple weeks has has started to shoot up draft boards. I've actually seen where you know some people think the Cowboys are going to take him at ten over over uh, Patrick Sertain, but right here I'm going with JC Horn. I think he brings a lot of swagger to that defense. To you know the Bears, they typically always have a good defense, and so uh, I feel good about this pick.
1: Yeah, good pick. Uh, the Bears—they uh, need a lot of help. I definitely think uh, they're really far behind. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Bears yet. Is it Trubisky, the uh, Nickelodeon player of the Trubisky year? Trubisky, uh, he's a Buffalo Bill now. Is he? Yes, he's backup quarterback for the oh Buffalo Bills. Oh, my God. Bills. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Backup quarterback for the so Buffalo who, Bills. So who starts for Chicago? Andy Dalton. Oh. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll no be Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. Oh, Andy Dalton. I forgot. <laughs> Man, I forgot about that. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I, think they, I think they're i think they pretty good where they're at right now. They definitely can use a couple things. I think a thing they need is a receiver. And uh, I'm going with Rondell Moore. From Rondell Purdue. Moore, okay. I think he, uh, now the Packers are looking at him. I kind of I was thinking, uh, oh, should I save him for the Packers? But uh, I don't think he falls that low. I think Colts definitely could help. Uh, I think maybe they get a tackle later, something like that. But uh, going with Rondell Moore, Purdue, he's a freak athlete, return specialist, and a, a kind of a slot receiver type player. I think it would fit with the Colts. He's a smaller guy, but uh, his, uh, his pro day numbers are as good as anyone's. And,
0: and so that, I like that pick. Tennessee Titans you know um, the uh, the fighting Derrick Henry's you know the run first team but I've got AJ Brown who I love he's near and dear to my heart thank you AJ Brown for fantasy football this year. they did however lose his compliment receiver this year okay and and so for that I am going to uh, I'm gonna take another receiver here we' mm. go back to- back receivers. And and I think you skipped over this guy. I, I I actually have him pretty high on my list. It's the same conference, but I'm going Rashad Bateman. Ooh, I'm going Rashad yeah. Bateman, Tennessee. Uh, I I think that I think that that's a great pick, and I think that's going to complement AJ Brown really well. And for a run first team, it's good to have pass options. And uh I, I you know, if I'm Tennessee, I feel pretty good about that pick.
1: Yeah, definitely losing a Corey Davis was big for the Corey Titans. Davis, yep. They are a running team, but uh definitely need some more receivers. I think uh, Titans need some help on defense. Uh if I was to pick somebody for the t- Titans, I think maybe line. I was thinking uh Sam me from uh, Texas. I think he's a great uh, I do pick. Love him. He uh he's definitely fallen off the draft in the first round at least, but I think he's a good athlete. Next up for me is the Jets. And uh, they already got their quarterback. Got their quarterback. I think they need a defensive player. Originally, I had Jalen Phillips from Miami. Uh I thought he was a great pick. So I had to kind of go and see who else was there. And I saw a name that uh, we watched a lot of and I really liked. Uh, and that's Joseph Osai from Texas. Okay. I think he's a strong edge. He can play. I don't think he's one of those guys who can play both. He he played both at Texas. He was a middle sometimes. Sometimes he played a defensive end. Sometimes he played outside linebacker. I like Joseph Osai. I think he's a strong athlete, and I think the Jets can help him out and uh, make him in something really good. So with this next pick, with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers,
0: twenty fourth pick overall, I'm gonna be a little fantasy football minded here. Uh-oh. Uh, I think I think that I think that Pittsburgh needs to go out and get a playmaker. Uh, and I think in in fantasy football terms, this is the best landing spot for this rookie running back, the Ooh, first running back of the is. draft. I'm going, and boy, I am I am being really, really, really sweet on Alabama tonight. I'm taking yet another mm. Alabama player, Najee Harris, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it is a match made in heaven. And and as far as fantasy football goes, that
1: is what people are hoping for. Now you're you're saying that. Najee Harris is better than Travis Etienne because it's kind of been a close matchup. I, I am not saying that. Uh, I
0: I actually like Travis Etienne better. I just think, you know, I think that Najee Harris is kind of a bell cow back. And, and with James Conner leaving Pittsburgh and, you know, you've got an older quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, I think that Najee Harris compliments him more. But uh, Travis Etienne is is awesome, and I, and I really hope that he does great.
1: Yeah, it's crazy that this is the first running back we've taken in this yep. draft. Uh, a lot of really good names still out there. Tons receivers
0: have been taken, though.
1: My next pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars again. Uh, they got the quarterback. So just like the Jets got the quarterback, I'm switching the defense. Uh, I think uh, they do need some help with the tackle. And I think the next – or not tackle, but offensive line in general. I think the next big pick for the offensive line is Landon Dickerson. But – He's risky. He tore his ACL. It's one of those picks where if you take a chance on him, it could work out. But I'm still I'm sticking with defense. I'm going with a defensive end, Jason, away from Penn State. I think he's really good. He's kind of strong, and uh, he I had think a was, freaky pro day. Yeah, like he ran like a four three or something. And pro days change everything. It, it yep. definitely opens eyes, and I think uh, the Jags like would like him. And uh, I'm sticking with them. Penn State's got some really good defensive players.
0: I, I really like that pick. Uh, next up, Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know. They're an up and coming team. They're they're a team to really look out for in the AFC. I, I truly believe that, and I think that you know they they've got a pretty 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 good offense. You know they they've got the two headed monster in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They've got Odell Beckham coming back. They feel like they have their quarterback. They've got Jarvis Landry. So I'm going to focus on defense, and uh, I'm going to take a linebacker. And I, and I think that I think that this is about where this guy is going to fall. But I am taking Jeremiah Owusu koromoa out of Notre Dame. A, I'm sure I butchered that name, but he's a good player. Came from a uh, you know one of Dalton's favorite schools. Apparently, picking picking the Irishman over Clemson at one time. And but, how'd that play out? Uh yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, first round talent. I think he's going to a good situation behind Miles Garrett and newly signed Jadavion Clowney. Ooh. So yeah, I mean.
1: Go Browns and yeah. and the draft
0: is in Cleveland, so it's pretty pretty good. Cool go go
1: Iris. I don't I don't know if you saw but they they announced all the people that are going for the first round. Yep. not a lot of names. No, no, they, I don't I know think, if it's Cleveland or Corona. <laughs> Probably a lot a of people both. say nobody wants to go to a draft
0: party in Cleveland. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's 14 players going, I think, and uh, I think.
1: Six of them are from Alabama. That'd be really awkward That's, if one of them didn't make it and they were the oh, only one there just yeah, hanging out. It's happened
0: before for well, sure.
1: I couldn't imagine. Couldn't Oof. be me. I, I definitely do it at home if I was in the draft, <laughs> hang out with my family and all my friends. Next up we have the Baltimore Ravens and uh they need a receiver. And I think this receiver fits perfectly with uh with how they run. I'm going Kadarius Florida, Tony from Florida. What a what a freak athlete. I feel like that was hard for you to do because I could have definitely seen oh, Green Bay me.
0: taking him. It but pains I,
1: me. I appreciate the honesty. It pains me, but uh he can really skate. You know, a lot of our guys at Sam Houston like saying skate. And I think he can skate. He's a freak he athlete. Skate. And uh, he fits well with Baltimore, the way they run their offense. It'd be a good pick. So I'm going Darius Tony. So, you know, earlier this week,
0: Baltimore actually got an extra first rounder. They, uh, this is the, their, Your pick that you just took was their first rounder originally, but they traded Orlando Brown to the Kansas City Chiefs for their first rounder. So they're actually going. Mm. And do and, I have a pick for that? You're not ready for that one. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see. But moving on, we're moving to the New Orleans Saints Boy, I don't think they're going to be very good this year, Dalton. Uh, I really don't. Uh, I, actually, Sam Ellinger. i uh, oh, not Ellinger. Not, <laughs> not right now, but I do not think the Saints are going to be very good this year. They're going to have the 28th pick. They need a defensive player, and um, I'm looking at corner here. I, I'm thinking corner, and this guy, he was a highly, highly sought-after guy earlier in the draft season, but... Kind of had some back troubles, and people are worried about it. He's had some back surgeries uh, since 2019, since he last played. But he's still a great talent. He assures everyone that they will be getting a steal if he drops, and that is
1: Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. New Orleans is taking him. Man, not a lot of cornerbacks in our draft, too. I nope. think we've only had two, the yep. Cowboys, and now uh, the same. And Z Horn. Okay, so that's yeah. three. Yeah. But, not, it's yeah, you're right. Not, not like the running back. And also – no t- oh, Kyle Pitts. I don't know if you count as the tight end. No true he's tight just, ends he's in just our... A, he's just a doggy dog. Well, next up is my beloved Green Bay Packers, and it's obvious we need a receiver. If we need a receiver. They've said it. Aaron Rodgers, our quarterback for the future. Are you, are you reaching feature. if you take a receiver right now? No. I know, And uh, I've been doing my research and who the Packers are looking at, and uh, it looks like one name is Elijah Moore, okay. Ole Miss. I like it. I like it. Is it the receiver we probably want? I don't know. There's a lot of good receivers, and he kind of he's just who we get. But we need a receiver for sure. And also, I think this is just to make Aaron Rodgers happy. I mean, come on. we got to do it this year. We have to let him know that we care for him. We want him to be our guy. There's a lot of rumors we're getting rid of Jordan Love. So, wow, that was a bust. What a, what a terrible decision that was last year. We need a receiver. Elijah Moore is still a big body. Ole Miss, a lot of good receivers have come out of there. Uh, so I think uh, it'll be a good pick, and uh, Aaron Rodgers will make him work. Okay, Elijah
0: Moore. All right. 30th pick, Buffalo Bills. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year in our early, early, early predictions against the Dallas Cowboys. They need an exciting pick right here, you know. And and I don't think that's an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or a, or a whatever. They need an exciting home run hitter, Dalton. You mentioned him already. And I feel really good about oh. it. Hello, Travis Etn, the home run hitter from Clemson. He's going to be a Buffalo Bill. And boy, what another match made in heaven for fantasy football. Oh. I would love me some Travis Etn with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Man, uh, the Bills. Bills look really good. I like that. I like that. And, You some- know, they got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, but. Eh, I don't know. Travis Etienne is better than both of them. If I
1: remember correctly, we did like a super early Super Bowl prediction. I think you put the Bills – or, yeah. You put yeah, that's the Bills what I was saying. Now. Yeah, Bills and Cowboys. oh Yeah. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> wait a minute. We all know who's going to be on the NFC side, the Packers. My last pick of the draft is the Ravens, and they need somebody to replace for who they just got rid of, Orlando Brown. Yep. So I had two names. Okay. I had Dylan Redoons from North Dakota State. Okay. And I had Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. Okay. <laughs> Now, Dylan McDouds is more of a guard, but he has played in an offense that runs the ball. We just talked about it: four tight ends, three tight ends, two tight ends, two fullbacks, one fullback. But Alex Leatherwood is a tackle, has very long arms, is a is a big boy. So I'm going with Alex Leatherwood. I think the Bama connection really works out. A lot of Bama players this year. I think he's a great player I love every year. His arms. He kind of looks like Tyrone Smith. If I had to compare to a player, he is he's he's got the knee brace on the arm because he got hurt. I think he's going to be a good choice. But if Dylan Radunce falls down and goes goes with him, I could see that too because he has high draft stock. I don't mean two Bison in the first round. That would be a good little recruiting trip for the Bison. But uh, I think it's going to be the Bama man, Alex Leatherwood, and uh, a lot of good offensive linemen, Deontay Brown from Alabama, Quinn Menierez. From University of Wisconsin, Whitewater is a freak athlete. He had a great senior bowl. D3 guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Josh yeah. Myers from uh, Ohio State. A lot of good uh, people. And then Landon Dickerson, I talked about him, but he's more of a center. Creed Humphreys from Oklahoma is a center. But uh, I'm sticking with the tackle. They need to replace somebody. the woods, someone that can jump in.
0: 32nd pick, the last pick of the first round and the last pick tonight for us. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs, reigning, defending. And, uh, Don, I'm going to be honest. They don't need anything. They don't need anything. They brought they need, everybody back. They need nothing. It's the first time that a Super Bowl team has brought all 22 starters back. They need nothing. And so uh, I'm going to do do a little something that I wasn't planning on tonight. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking who's falling on the board. I really I think that this is a possibility. And I saw this earlier today. Our rule was that you had to see this trade published somewhere. Uh-oh. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are making a trade. Oh. They're making a trade. They are going to trade with, and I promise you, I'm not I'm not pulling a fast one on you. I'm being for real. Uh-oh. Don't do it. They're trading oh. with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. They're trading with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have the most draft picks in this draft. So as far as draft capital goes, the Cowboys have a lot to offer. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know what exactly that would be. But uh, I definitely think that this is a possibility. So Dallas Cowboys are going to move back up into the first round. Uh, and uh, they, uh, they're getting a defensive player. Like I said, we need defense. Uh, and a certain someone has fallen that uh, is right down the road from the Dallas Cowboys. And that's Trayvon Moerig, a super, super talented Safety out of TCU, my sister's alma mater, and I think that this is a great pickup for the Cowboys. So out of the first round, they're walking out with Patrick Sartain and Trevon morig and I think that that would be two home run hitters on the defense for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Now I'm looking at this this our little program we're using, and, the, and it says the Cowboys' team needs are tight end. You know they uh, they they have their guys Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz, but could you see them getting a a Pat? fearmouth or a brevin jordan later a tight end that could fit that or do you think they're going to stick with the jarwin schultz combo well i could definitely see it
0: later in the draft uh, i don't i don't think that uh i don't really see that happening uh with kyle pitts if that's what you're getting at if they were to fall to him i don't think it'll fall to him anyways but i don't think they would take him at 10 simply because golly we got to get some help on the defense uh But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see later. I do like Jarwin, uh, and I think Dalton Schultz played really well last year. But it's definitely a possibility. I could see us drafting a, a backup quarterback later in the draft.
1: Yeah, definitely for sure. I think the Packers also get a quarterback later. There's just so many good ones, and we're losing Jordan Love. Man, how fun was that? That was that was a lot of fun. Little draft, Uh, we definitely get to react to it once it happens. See how right we were, how wrong we were. But a lot of cool picks, a lot of different picks. uh, The walk-on radio draft. Well, and and you know, I'm looking at the uh,
0: they grade your picks, and and we'll post that on Twitter. Uh, It's funny looking at them. Some of our picks, they they don't like. They're saying they're terrible. Uh, But you know, who our guess is as good as anyone's. I can promise you. Come Thursday night, it will be it'll be a lot of surprises. That's just how the draft works.
1: Yes, but uh, enough of that. It is time to continue with our FCS talk, our frenzy, FCS frenzy. And, of course, that's with our scores. We already talked about Sam Houston versus Monmouth, 21-15. Sam Houston uh, with a defensive stop at the end of the game to get the win. Monmouth, great team. Tough playing the number two team in the playoffs first round. Next up, we have Davidson versus Jacksonville State. Wow, and you know Davidson, we said it's a little bit easier for them, but Jacksonville State's offense looks really good, 49 to 14. Jacksonville State, do they? I guess they do deserve that four seed, huh? Mm. i have choice
0: words about that i think they got a really cupcake draw in the first round but props to them for winning
1: winning is hard and they're moving on to the quarterfinals you know talking about cupcake draws and next score is south dakota state versus holy cross holy cross patriot league champion they fight for their lives out there 31 to 3 we said it you know good for holy cross but see you in the fall south dakota state man are they uh, are they gonna go in the national championship I don't know, Dalton. They uh, they got a pretty
0: cupcake uh, cupcake trail to get there, but <laughs> they got to do it. You know, I'm not saying they wouldn't be deserving, but first round was was pretty much a walk in the park for them.
1: Next up, we have Delaware versus Sacred Heart, and a close one. Sacred Heart was fighting for their lives out there. They made it close. Julius Chestnut
0: is one of the most exciting players in college football. So uh, is I'm he a future you. draft pick? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, golly, dude. And I wonder, I wonder if Sacred Heart is worried that they can't keep him. We did. We gonna, did.
1: I asked you that last episode. We worried that Chestnut might not be a Sacred Heart member yeah, for very long. I mean, he, he really can tote the rock. But uh, Delaware only putting up 19 points, a little worrisome for Delaware. They, uh, they, if they win out, they will have a matchup against South Dakota State. They, uh, they have a tough one against Jacksonville State. If South Dakota State wins this weekend, Uh oh, Uh -oh. we're uh, got a lot of good pickups. They got oh, the South Dakota State got (laughs) (laughs) who? Next score: North Dakota versus Missouri State. Wow, let's talk about this one. Yep. Forty-four to ten, Missouri. Is this a really good North Dakota game, or is this a bad Missouri State game? Uh, to me, it was more bad Missouri State game.
0: Mm. Uh, you know, they they snuck into the playoffs, and I'm not saying they didn't deserve to make it, but yeah, I mean they they. <laughs> They definitely got to uh, finally play North Dakota. That was a
1: game that got postponed in the uh, regular season. And, boy, did they learn their lesson. And uh, North Dakota, they're playing James Madison. Which yeah. After this game, it, it could be a really good, be really a good fun one. one. It could be a good one. Next up, we have oh, – this is going to hurt. I don't want to say it. I, I feel bad. VMI, oh, they were fighting. They fought for their lives. They warriors out there. Soldiers in their their war fighting against James Madison. They lose 31-24 to 24 in a close matchup, man. James Madison should should the FCS world be worried about James Madison?
0: I mean, you know, as far as what winning or yeah, not just winning, yeah, winning.
1: because we've talked about it. We we've we've said our opinions on James Madison, and they continue to get it done. But you know, they they survive against Virginia Military Institute. That doesn't mean that's nothing against VMI. They they've had a dream season, but. This is this was a game that a lot of people thought James Madison was gonna blow them out of the water. Yeah, they haven't
0: been you know, they haven't been at all convincing this year, but you know, to say that they're not a national title contender is is ludicrous. I mean they've been there, done that, and so until they lose they, they have a shot to win the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and they're on that back half of the, the bracket where there's a lot of tough matchups. Yep. If they win and other teams win, could be really interesting how that goes. James Madison, anybody in that bottom half is going to have to earn their way to national championship. And they yep. can definitely say they beat the best teams in FCS to get there. But uh, they get the win. VMI, we'll see you in the fall. They're going to do it again. I believe in them. The zoo is strong. And speaking of the zoo being strong, the Salukis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Southern <laughs> Illinois, they beat Weber State and Humph. Have we not are we are we how good are we at this stuff? Have we not been saying how overrated Weaver state might be? But that doesn't take away from the Salukis. The Salukis get the win 34-31. to I can't believe you picked that one correctly. Oh, my God. That's crazy. The zoo. What did yeah. I say? You got to trust in the yeah. zoo. The Salukis, they uh, they got a big one against South Dakota State. Man, uh, South is the Salukis, how do, we, how do we feel about them? Is this Was this a lucky game, or are they real contenders?
0: Well, I would, you know, earlier in the year, South Dakota State beat the Salukis 44-3. Uh-oh. Uh, but... I think they had some injury troubles, you know, at that point in the season and so I definitely don't see that being the outcome this weekend. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they're, gonna, you know, they're riding high and mighty right now. They feel good about themselves, and uh, they're, they're going to march into South Dakota State and give them a game.
1: And how about Weber State? Man, that must be tough. Definitely a team that was top in the nation for so long, yep. losing first round. Something mm-hmm. uh, you don't like to see. Weber State, they're going to bounce back, have a good fall. I know it. And uh, the Salukis, they're still in it. The Zoo, we're fighting. We're fighting for, for a championship. And then finally, North Dakota State versus Eastern Washington, the big matchup, the main event. And the end score was forty-two to twenty, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as the score
0: was. It really wasn't. I think Eastern Washington controlled the first half, and and really, me and my dad talked. You know, at halftime, we were talking about how you know we were we needed to get ready for Eastern Washington because I really thought they were going to run away with that one. But literally, North Dakota State ran away with that one. They ran it twenty-nine times in a row at one point. Mm. Twenty-nine out of thirty-two plays in the second half were run plays, and I mean, man, that's. Uh, that's really that's that's demoralizing if you're Eastern Washington. Apparently they had some key defensive players out, and so their defense was not at full strength. But Eastern Washington, awesome year, but North Dakota State to the quarterfinals.
1: Yeah, Eric Berrier looked really good. Man, North Dakota State had a true freshman quarterback starting. No, nope. now not really important. He only threw, he threw for, for maybe, fifty yards. Man, yeah. How many attempts? Fourteen, I think. Uh, six for eleven, but four hundred rushing yards. He handed that ball off good, and, though. A 400 rushing yard offense versus one of the best defenses against Sam Houston. Yeah, it's but, gonna be strength uh, versus strength. Oh boy, they're yeah. gonna be two bulls butting heads on ESPN one Sunday, two o'clock. Don't might be there. Dalton, did you see did you see the
0: talk on Twitter this week regarding the Missouri Valley? You know oh. what their you know what their record was this weekend? Uh uh. Four and one. Mm-hmm. You know who lost? when two Missouri Valley teams played against each other. Man. So the Missouri Valley essentially goes undefeated this weekend and after after a week that people were slandering the conference for having five of the 16 teams in the playoffs, I think they silenced the critics. I think they silenced the critics. And and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to what I said last week and and fast forward a little bit. If we had a 16 team FBS playoffs, and after week one, there were eight teams left. If five of those were SEC teams, would you be surprised? No, not no. at all. I, I mean – I definitely don't think – four of them. Four of them.
1: Yeah. And there's four. Now, Missouri State, with the loss they had against North Dakota, does it, could, there could be an argument maybe a different team could have been in there, would have been a different outcome. But,
0: but, you know, I think they deserve – Resume-wise, to be in over Southern Illinois, and Southern Illinois knocked off Weber State. Yeah. So,
1: but like we said, getting that win over North Dakota State was, was huge. so big just because who the Bison are. Yep. And uh, look at the Salukis—they get the win over a top-rated team, yep. and, uh, the a top-rated team yep. and now they're they're fighting for in, in a now really they've good a shot to, Now they got a shot to play another top-rated team. And the cool thing about that for the Salukis, I guess, an advantage for both teams—they've already played each other, so they kind of expect they know It's, what's t- it's tough to beat a team twice. Yeah, it really is. So uh, definitely, we're gonna get, we're gonna do the pick 'em right now, starting off with Delaware versus jacksonville state jacksonville state really good offense versus a really good delaware defense humph we we, we picked both these teams a lot we picked delaware a lot they've always got it done jacksonville state surprised us with the fourth seed but uh proved themselves with a 44 to 14 win who's your pick Dalton,
0: these games are to decide who's going to the national semifinals you know that right Ooh. you know that right yeah. after this there's only gonna be four teams right? oh yeah i mean the final four that's a big deal Man, this is a great game. Uh-oh. I'm excited for this one. I think that uh, I think that one team in this matchup is is a little angry that the other team is uh, is a seated team and got a home game. I think they're a little upset, Dalton. And by saying that. <laughs> I'm picking the fighting keelers. I'm picking the Blue Hens to go to the national semifinals. They are going to beat the Gamecocks this weekend, and I really feel pretty good about it. I was a little disappointed in their offense last week against Sacred Heart, but their defense is legit. After watching Jacksonville State lose to Austin P earlier in the year, I have zero faith in them whatsoever, so give me Delaware.
1: Man, I thought we might have different picks. It's looking kind of the same for us. I'm going Delaware as well. Uh, I've seen teams that struggle on offense and have defenses kind of carry them and do the thing that they do, and I know how good Delaware's defense is. I'm sticking with Delaware and the Blue Hens. I think I've picked them every time, and every time we've had them in the pick-em. Jacksonville State, they're good, but they beat a Davidson team. Nothing against Davidson. They, they still are in the playoffs, but come on, let's be real. We knew what was going to happen. So I think Delaware gets to win here, and they have a, a really interesting matchup next time, well, depending on who wins, but uh, definitely Blue Hens fighting Keelers, fighting Cardies, fighting Coach Haynes. What a good matchup, Delaware. Next up we have North Dakota versus JMU. We've been talking, we've kind of been hating on JMU this whole season, but they've always gotten it done. They they were number one for so long. They didn't, they fell. They were a little upset because they weren't the number one seed in the playoffs, but uh, so be it. And they're playing North Dakota, a team that was really good in the start of the season, kind of fell off, struggled a little bit, didn't play for a while, and they came out and beat Missouri State. A good team, 44 to 10. Humph, who's your pick? It's at JMU. They're the number three seed, and what a cool stadium! Uh, probably Good the, atmosphere, probably
0: the prettiest stadium in all of FCS football. Well, behind Montana, behind Montana, but and Bauer Stadium, and Bauer Stadium, but pretty stadium, awesome venue. They're at home; it's going to be rocking. You know, they've been there, done that. Uh, you know, they're 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 at this point pretty much every year. The Dukes, you know, great uniforms. By the way, they always always have cool hype videos on Twitter. You know, you and I send that back and forth. I'm I'm trying to talk them up because I'm about to talk them down. Dog. Oh no! <laughs> All year I've been saying stop ranking JMU number one. Yeah, I know like you have to do this. Oh, I do, I do, and I know what I'm doing. It ends here. They're losing in the quarterfinals. The fighting, the fighting Hawks are getting it done. They're getting it done. The Hilaris Center Warriors, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've played there. It's a crazy place to play. James Madison is lucky. They don't have to travel to North Dakota, but they're going to fly halfway across America, and North Dakota is going to move on to the national semifinals.
1: Man. market. it. Huh. Mark it. I feel like people think that we talk about this before the show. Because I'm going with the 5 year hey, It man. is what it is. It is I, what it I, is. I picked, I've been picking North Dakota for so long. I picked them last week, too. Their defense is good. They turn the ball over a lot. They get a lot of picks, a lot of fumbles, and they sack the quarterback a lot. And James Madison, a, as a podcast, we do not like James Madison. And, of course, like I said, they get it done. But, man, they've they barely won. They're kind of like Weaver State. And we've been preaching about Weber State. Look at them now. The Salukis got it done. So uh, I think this, is, this upset happens. North Dakota, they've had such a good year. They've got to finish it off on a high note. So I'm going with the Fighting Hawks in this one. But uh, if the Dukes win, of course, they get it done. That's just how it is. James Madison always gets it done. But I like to see a little upset happen. And I think it's going to be with the Fighting Hawks in uh, and, and a good one, in a really fun matchup. And yeah, and you said uh, uniforms. I think it's so cool. The little Bulldog logo with yeah. the crown on top. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. In their stadium, Montana. Bauer Stadium, James Madison Stadium, <laughs> a lot of really pretty stadiums in the FCS. But alas, we have our final matchup, and I uh, don't think a lot of people saw this one coming. The Salukis of Southern Illinois versus South Dakota State. A lot of people are saying South Dakota State, their bracket, a little bit easy, but the Salukis have something to say about that. They get the upset win over Weber State. They barely slide in the playoffs, but they're showing them that they are about it. They told people, we're going to keep playing. We're not going to opt out. We want to do this, and look at them now. So, Humph, are you going with the Zoo and the Salukis? Are you sticking with the favorite and the Jackrabbits? Well, Dalton,
0: I think this is going to be a close game for one half. I think the first half, uh, I'll come out and say it. I'm picking, I'm picking the Jackrabbits. I'm picking the number one overall team. I think the Salukis are. uh, I think they're going to give them a game for maybe two, three quarters, and and I think it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Going to be a lot of passion, a lot of heart, a lot of motivation to get this upset done. But they're going to come up just short. Jackrabbits are moving on to the national semifinals. Market freshman quarterback, whatever. Jackrabbits are going to win.
1: Mm. Passion, heart, dedication, you know, those are those are the teams I like. Those are the teams I will take in the pickup. I do it, right? I always pick the team that's got more motivation.
0: Southern Illinois is holding their breath right now, praying
1: that the <laughs> Dalton Meyer selects them this week because they're, they're gonna win if you do. I don't know if you saw the tweet, everybody, but the second they won, I put Big Saluki guy. I've been tweeting Big Saluki Guy since the beginning of the year. I love my Salukis. They're, they were one of the original zoo members, but South Coast pick. Ah! Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa!
1: <laughs> I haven't made my pick yet, huh? I haven't made my pick. I feel like I have to ride with the Salukis, the Jackrabbits. They might end up winning this game, but alas, I'm taking the Salukis, man. Yeah, of course. When you said "but," I was like, "Oh, he, he's I kept, out. I kept not so fasting you. No, of course I'm taking the Salukis. <laughs> they're riding high off an upset win, man. Get it done. It's hard to win twice. You said it yourself. The Salukis have the an answer. They're ready to roll, and they're uh, they're going to go all the way. I want to play the Salukis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sam Houston. I want to play Nashville the Saluki.
1: championship. I'm sticking with the Zoo. They're my last member in. Because the key deaths, uh got kicked out. Rest in peace. Salukis are the last members. Of course, the Bearcats, they don't really count. Because I, I will always ride for the Bearcats. the Salukis, they're in. They're beating South Dakota State. And they're moving on to this Final Four. I'm excited. Do you believe in miracles? Because I do. <laughs> I do. I love the Salukis. But playoff frenzy, FCS frenzy, a lot of draft picks. We, we had a good draft. I can't wait to see if we were right where we were wrong. I see our grades. A couple bad picks on my <laughs> take. Good lord. But uh, that's okay. I know it's going to happen. Put my little good luck charm Humph. Any last words before we end this episode? Dalton, another exciting week of football. Who would have thought we would
0: have college football and the NFL draft on the same weekend? We've got the Kentucky Derby this weekend. There's baseball, basketball, hockey. What a time to be alive for a sports fan. What an opportunity for you and I to get to play on ESPN in front of the entire world, basically, for the quarterfinals against the defending champs. What an opportunity. I'm so excited. We hope that you were able to get tickets for uh, this this SmackDown, this this all-out brawl, battle to the death, on Sunday at 2 o'clock. We hope we see you there. We're excited, and we appreciate you listening.
1: Yeah, I, one more thing before we end the show. It's been kind of crazy. We, we talk about it with Coach and, and around the team, But even y'all, even the podcast, they were there for corona. They were there for the blizzard. They were there when our fall got canceled. We didn't know what was going to happen in the spring. We kept asking ourselves, is there going to be a spring football? Is there going to be playoffs? What's going to happen? And they've been following us, undefeated, conference champs. Follow us through round one of the playoffs. They're going to follow us through round two. And hopefully, you know. And we're going to pray a little bit, but it's always about the next game. Hopefully, they'll follow us all the way to the National Championship and then next year, and next year, next year. (laughs) But they were here for it. They were here for the whole journey. It's been really fun to kind of document what we've been going through, and uh, you get to hear it. And uh, big game, ESPN. Hope to see everybody there. If not, hope you watch it on TV. Cheer for the Bearcats and uh, the Salukis, of course. And, of course, we will see you next episode. Thank you for listening
0: to Believe.